E2i Design is a full solutions provider for all things audio, video, lighting, and broadcast. Whether it be design, installation, or offering gear for a great price, E2i Design supports you by providing the right tools for the job. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at E2i Design or visit their website, E2iDesign.com. Each year, one in three seniors dies with Alzheimer's or another dementia. More than 6 million Americans are living with Alzheimer's. And in 2020, COVID-19 contributed to a 17% increase in Alzheimer's and dementia deaths. It kills more people than breast cancer and prostate cancer combined. In 2022, Alzheimer's and other dementias will cost the nation $321 billion. By 2050, these costs could rise to nearly $1 trillion. That's where you come in. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is an annual effort to raise awareness, defray costs, and and increase research funding of this deadly disease. Get involved by starting a walk team today. It's free and just might save a life. Find out more at alz.org. That's alz.org. Episode 401 of the Motor City HDJ podcast is titled One for the Books, and 2023 was just that. I set personal records last year. I put up some crazy numbers in the most wonderful ways. I mean, I drove the most I've ever driven in one year for the business. I added the most venues to my arsenal in 2023, and it was absolutely epic and amazing, and we're going to talk about it. This is the official year-in-review episode of the Motor City HDJ podcast, and I wouldn't get to do it without my amazing friends, E2i Design. They are the sponsors of this podcast. Visit their website, e2idesign.com, or on social media, at E2i Design. 2023 was one for the books, and season four of the Motor City HDJ podcast starts right now. Happy New Year, Motor City. It's your DJ, Brett Cummins. How you doing? How's 2024 so far for you? And I I just want to begin this episode by saying that I personally am thrilled to be looking at a brand new calendar. Admittedly, I really wanted to lay this episode of the podcast down on the first day of the year, but I, I don't know. A lot going on, right? I think the Michigan game, uh, Michigan in the Rose Bowl was kind of the big (laughs) uh, stopper, right? It it kind of uh, prevented me and distracted me from doing anything productive. So we know how that storyline went. We're going to talk about the other storyline with our Detroit Lions. But congratulations, of course, to the University of Michigan Wolverines on uh, nailing the national championship title. Didn't even give Washington a chance. Unbelievable. Congratulations to the maize and blue. So with that excitement, uh, yeah, the new year gives us an opportunity to look at the past and use that, the knowledge we learned in our recent past, use that in our present to impact the future. I just love a fresh start. And as far as the recent past goes, I am beyond thankful for 2023. Uh, just It was a ton of fun, so thank you for letting me share it with you. Every event I played, every mile that I traveled, it was spent with you. I made new friends, and I got to nourish existing relationships. That was the biggest thing about last year. But I'm also really, really excited about 2024, and I'm excited to begin the wedding season this coming March. I purposely took a few months off just to reset and recenter and refocus and look at how I wanted my business to unfold in 2024. And I'm going to be very candid and say that I'm going to be taking less events this year. But I looked at the business. I looked at my price point compared to some other folks. I looked at the amount of events I was playing throughout the year. And I tried to find a good balance. So I'm going to be less busy 
but I'm able, I'm going to be able to sustain and maybe even do a little bit better than I did last year. My, my thing is I want to focus on quality instead of quantity. I was saying yes a lot. Hey, would love for you to play my event. Sure. Great. Yes. I want to. Then I realized that not every event made me feel excited to do what I do. And I realized that I don't need that warm and fuzzy feeling every single time I play an event. I get it. It comes with the territory, but I really kind of was feeling a little bit more down about things a lot more last year. So I I really just want to focus on quality instead of just saying yes to everybody, being more picky about who I get to work with. And, and I don't want that to sound pretentious, but if my vibe doesn't fit your needs, then maybe you need somebody else and that's okay. So I'm gonna unpack all of that as we get further into this episode. But before we go any further, I absolutely 189.37% have to talk about my Detroit Lions, your Detroit Lions, unbelievable. And I really, surely, truly hope that this episode ages very, very well. I hope that the message I'm putting out into the universe right now allows our Detroit Lions to focus on this coming Sunday, which will be against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yes, I am dating this episode. (laughs) And I really certainly hope that the playoff win against the Los Angeles Rams carries over, that energy carries over into this weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I want to talk about my Lions for a second because for all of you out there, I'm going to go on a mini rant for just a minute. For all of you out there that are brand new fans of the Detroit Lions, I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining the fold. Thank you for understanding why we've been excited about this team through the thick and the thin. If you're just joining us, Lions fans, if you're just joining us, I do need to let you know it has not been easy for us. Us Lions fans. Now, I understand there have been there are fans that are out there who are older than 43 years old. And it wasn't probably until the last 20 years or so that I truly got into it, buckled down, found my team, got excited about this Detroit Lions franchise. My first jersey, 81, Calvin Johnson. I got lucky because he's in the Hall of Fame now. How about that? So good news for me, I can wear number 81 whenever I want to because he was and is and always will be a Detroit Lion, a Hall of Fame Detroit Lion. So this coming weekend, we're going to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you need to know something, that what you saw last weekend, new Lions fan out there, what you saw last weekend, that's all real. Jared Goff came to this team. He was not wanted by Los Angeles. That's where we got rid of number nine, Matthew Stafford. He wanted wanted something better. So Sean McVay schmoozed him on a Mexican beach. I'm not making that up. (laughs) That was more, I I don't think it was a beach. I think they were in Mexico and they probably had dinner and drinks or something like that. But the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams schmoozed number nine, Matthew Stafford. So last weekend, if you watched that game and you didn't understand why we were so upset, why the fans booed him as he came out onto the field, that's why. He was with us for 12 years. He, He did exactly what Matthew Stafford does. Right, He put up monster numbers but didn't win the game, couldn't finish the game, and luckily so for us, for the Detroit Lions, yeah, we had a rough second half, but you know what? Hopefully they turn it around, and hopefully this weekend, this that I'm saying right now, hopefully these words ring true, and the Detroit Lions defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to, assumedly, my guess, I'm going to put this out there, my bold prediction 
is that the Detroit Lions will play the Green Bay Packers, divisional rival. They will play the Green Bay Packers for the NFC Championship. If they do go to the NFC Championship against Green Bay, I think they beat Green Bay by a score. I think Vegas will give them six and a half or something like that. And then if the Detroit Lions, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if the Detroit Lions go to the Super Bowl, I believe they will play the Buffalo Bills in this year's Super Bowl. And I again, I hope this ages well. I really hope that my my team, our team, the your Detroit Lions can pull this off and go to the uh, to the Super Bowl this year. I just had to give you a mini rant about my Lions because man, it's been so exciting to watch. And if you're watching playoff football right now, this is what it's all about. Single elimination. You got to put up or shut up. And uh yeah, it, it's been exciting to watch these Detroit Lions even with all the controversy uh you know with Dallas and then Obviously, uh, Stafford's potential concussion and quote-unquote playing dirty and all that jazz. Uh, It's been exciting to watch the Detroit Lions. And hopefully, they're going to be part of this narrative of 2024 that they're going to continue to improve. Nice segue. See, I just tried to bring it back. (laughs) I tried to bring it back for you to... uh, to keep this whole thing tied together. But yeah, I'm excited for the Lions, and hopefully you are too. And if you're a new fan, welcome. Uh, But I got to let you know, the bandwagon, we've got room, but if you're going to be on the bandwagon, you got to stay on the bandwagon uh, because that's that's what true Detroit Lions fans do. All right, enough about the Motor City Kitties. Let's talk about 2024. Last year, it was epic. It, It was just another epic wedding season for me. And like I said during the open, I I always like to look back at what I've done to help impact what I do in the future. Plus, it's overall, it's just fun to see where I've been and how I got there. And 2023, as I mentioned, there were a ton of firsts for me last year. So I'm going to start there. As far as the firsts are concerned, there were 12 venues that I played for the very first time. 12 venues. Most of them were in Michigan. I have to look at my list here. One, two, three. Only three of them were out of state last year. All right. So I'll start with the ones that were in Michigan. Uh, For the first time last year, I played the Golden Globe Ballroom in Saginaw, Barn on the Ridge in New Lothrop, Golden Hawk Golf Club and Banquet Center in Casco, Barn 1888 in Hopkins, Leona Road in Grand Rapids, Gull Lake Country Club in Richland, Innisfree Farm in Pullman, Fenton Winery and Brewery in Fenton, Cross W Ranch here near me and Howell. Those were the local events. Then the out-of-towners. I'm going to go from closest to furthest. So the closest out-of-town wedding was at Scarlet Oaks Estate in Findlay, Ohio. Then, actually one of the last weddings, I think the last wedding of the year, was at Wild Onion Brewery and Banquets in Barrington, Illinois. And the winner for the furthest event this year, out of town, the first time for me at Camp Tonawanda in Hendersonville, North Carolina. And I know that I may not make it back to a few of these venues anytime soon, but it sure was fun. I got to tell you, it's always fun for me to play in new places, to meet new people. That's what makes this just so exciting for me. That's why I keep doing this. Um, you know, having the opportunity to be in different places throughout throughout the year is just it's invigorating. There's something about getting to meet new people that just keeps me going with this and with Motor City HDJ. So 12 new venues last year, three of them 
out of town the other nine here in Michigan. And yeah, they might have been out of town two hours away, but for me, out of town is going to be out of state. So three out of state weddings and of course, nine pure Michigan venues for me in 2023. There was another big first for me as well. I've I've pretty much mastered every kind of event type there is out there. The wedding, got that handled, no problem. The birthday party, no problem. Graduations, I gotcha. Charity events, let's do it. Anniversary parties, I've done a few of those in my lifetime. I, now, so while I've done birthday parties, I've never played, never until October, I'd never played a quinceanera. And I was so fortunate, so lucky and excited to play my very first quinceanera for my niece, Angelica. What an awesome day. I got to tell you, some of the most fun music to mix. It was an absolute blast. We had all of our family and friends from out of town. When my sister asked me to play Angelica's quinceanera, we had uh, some out-of-towners come join us. And so folks came up from Florida. My brother came up from Tennessee. Um, yeah, it was just really, really exciting to see some of our old friends and, and obviously to get to meet new people as well. The one thing I want to tell you, here's another first. I'm going to take a little quick tangent on this one. And I want to I um, tell you a story. <laughs> about one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me. And it happened ahead of the quinceanera. If you don't know, quinceaneras are a coming-of-age party for uh, usually a 15-year-old girl in the Mexican tradition. And so my sister married uh, my brother-in-law, Juan. Juan is, he is from Mexico. So he is legitimately, he is to the core, born and bred, Mexican and I absolutely love the guy. And so it was so cool when they asked me to be part of this quinceanera. Now with the quinceanera comes uh, like any coming of age kind of thing. You know, if you've seen Sweet 16 parties, basically take the energy of a Sweet 16, dial it back a year, and that's a quinceanera. But a quinceanera is about a thousand times more uh, extravagant than a Sweet 16 would be. So much so that the outfit, the dress that Angelica wore was this beautiful prom looking number with a huge, just poofy, uh, what do you call that? It's not a canopy or a train, maybe. I don't know, but just the little poofy kapoof. You know what I mean? It was awesome. Just gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous dress. So before the event, I texted my sister. I wanted to do something because I know, or at least thought I knew, what the fashion should be for a quinceanera. I reached out to my sister. I sent her a text message, and I found this really awesome, like, purple sequin uh, jacket. So Angelica chose purple and uh, some other shades for her party. So I said, I'm going to get this purple sequin jacket on Amazon in a way to really kind of be part of it, but maybe a little over the top and ironic in the whole thing. And so I sent Natalie, my sister, I sent her a text message that said, hey, listen, I'm, I've found this jacket on Amazon. I want to wear it. I think it'd be awesome for the party because I know, you know, the party is a big deal and it's over the top kind of thing. Is this jacket too over the top? I don't want to overshadow Angelica in any way. She goes, I love it. I think it's great. I don't think you're going to be overshadowing Angelica in any way. So she sent me a picture of Angelica's dress to which I said, yep, you got it. <laughs> Absolutely. She's the star of the show. We want to make sure she's front and center. This jacket will not pale <laughs> in comparison. Uh, this jacket will pale in comparison rather to the dress that she's going to wear. So, okay, no problem. Had to go through a different couple different size adjustments and make sure it was good. So ordered, sent back, ordered, sent back, those kinds of things because you know, Amazon can be hit or miss. So we get to the party the day of. I'm setting up my gear. And if you've seen me set up, 
And I usually show up in my embroidered Motor City HDJ wicking t-shirt, right? My under armor that I have. Uh, so I've got black jeans that I wear, black shoes, black socks, just, you know, kind of that, uh, that modern technical staff kind of look, right? So never to just stick out. But uh, so I'm, I'm wearing my, my outfit and I've set up uh, most of the equipment. It's time to get the uplighting set up. And my sister shows up with Angelica. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you guys. Everyone looks gorgeous. My sister says, hey, I uh, want to take a picture. Do you think you could go put the jacket on real quick? So I said, well, here's the deal. I haven't finished setting up yet. Uh, I got to put up lights up and do a couple other things. I tell you what, though, I'll take a break for just a minute. And since up lights are easy, no problem. Let me do this the right way. Let me go get fully changed into the outfit that I'm going to wear for the rest of the night. That way, you know, we can get it done and just we'll call it good and i'll just finish setting up after so she said oh, okay no problem so i went and got changed came and put everything away angelica was there i stood next to her to take the picture turns out natalie wanted to be funny she let my dad my uncle from florida my brother who lives in tennessee my brother who was also here in michigan she let them in on the gag and they all ordered the same jacket on amazon just like mine uh, amazing. I was a little frustrated because I, I didn't think of the joke, but, uh, yeah, they got me and, uh, <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, that was, that was a first. It was, um, it was definitely a first for me to, uh, to be pranked, to not be the prankster and for someone else to get a leg up on me. So well done, Natalie. Uh, Angelica's quinceanera was amazing. Uh, all that. I had to tell that story because it just, it frustrates the devil out of me that I didn't think of that idea before uh, to have everybody dress in that same jacket, but they got me. So that was awesome. Congratulations to Angelica for her quinceanera. So looking back on 2023, I'm, I want to break down several different metrics here. And so this is going to be about numbers. Uh, honestly, this won't be the full 30 minutes. It shouldn't be the full 30-minute episode like I normally do. This this uh, second half of the podcast episode is going to go pretty quick. I'm going to rally off the venues that I played the most. I'm going to talk about um, the travel time that I spent. Uh, I'm going to break down the business a little bit more as far as the uh, amount of business, days of the week, things like that. I want to talk a little bit about the Alzheimer's Association and then, of course, what's ahead for 2024. And then we'll wrap it up with a nice little tidy bow for the first episode of the podcast for 2024. Starting with the venues, the top played venues, it was pretty easy to determine because there were four uh, they were in order played four times three times and two times so coming in at third place i played the st Clair inn in st Clair, michigan two times so i got to do a couple events there last year the frankenmuth brewery was in a solid second place there in frankenmuth with three visits from me and then the lake house in ludington i played four times last year and i actually am just starting to get stuff for 2024 for Ludington. And so those are starting to roll in as well. Those were my top three played venues last year. Everything else was pretty much one and done uh, for a lot of these places. So it was a very unique year, not seeing a lot of repeat spaces in 2023. Now, the biggest thing was the travel time in 2023. Your boy spent a lot of time in the car. And I'm not complaining about that. I love the journey. I do. And I'm not saying that metaphorically. I, le I legitimately love the journey. I love to be in the car because you'll get in the car, pop on some music. Me, I'm on the opposite end of that. By the time I get in the car, so when I'm driving to a venue or driving home from a venue, for me, 
It's a lot of podcasts on the way to the venue because I know I'm going to be listening to music all night long. And then on the way home, maybe it's silence. Maybe I check in with Mrs. Motor City HDJ, or maybe, yeah, I finished the podcast episode that I was listening to, whatever, whatever show that might have been. I spend a lot of time in the car. And in 2023, last year, I can't believe this, I drove 6,016.2 miles round trip. So that is to and from 6,016.2 miles. And the furthest round trip drives, well, naturally, coming in in first place would have been Camp Tonawanda there in Hendersonville, North Carolina. That was a round trip of 1,308 miles. Next up was the Wild Onion Brewery in Barrington, Illinois. That was 452 miles. Then there was the Lake House. Finally, Ludington's Lake House at 334 miles round trip. But you do that four times and you will have driven 1,336 miles. So technically, I drove back and forth to the Lake House more than any other venue in 2023. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love familiar places, but again, I always love meeting new people, meeting new faces, and getting to see new venues. And so I'm looking forward to what's ahead in 2024. The next metric I wanted to share with you was the business breakdown. I broke down my business in four different categories. Events by the day of the week that I played them, events by the type of event, events by the distance that I had to drive, and then events by the month in which they were held. First, events by the day of the week, as you'd imagine, commonly Saturday was number one. 64.8% of the events I played were on Saturday. Sunday was in second, 21.6%. Friday was 10.8%. And then Monday was 2.7%. So clearly, everybody is having their event on a Saturday. And then Sunday and then Friday, the Monday was just a, it was in a, a charity golf outing. Best day for a charity golf outing? Monday. <laughs> you know, for those of you going into the office, take a day off work. Come to the David Rutledge charity golf outing for the Alzheimer's Association. Then it was the events by the type of event that they were. And naturally, 83.7% of my events were weddings. 10.8% of my events last year were for the Alzheimer's Association. 2.7% of my events were banquets. And another 2.7% of my events were birthdays and quinceañeras. Next up was the events by the distance that I traveled. So I went, uh, I kind of grouped these like every 60 miles. So I had events that were 0 to 60, 60 to 120, 120 to 180, and then 180+. So 32.4% of my events, I drove round trip, I drove 0 to 60 miles. So I had a lot of events that were near me. Then there were the events that were 60 to 120 miles. Those were at 29.7%. At 180 plus miles, 27% of my business last year, I drove at least 180 miles plus round trip. So clearly the, the out-of-state weddings kind of helped drive that average upwards. Uh, and then finally, the 120 to 180 miles category, 10.8% of my events last year, I drove a round trip of 120 to 180 miles. The last metric, events by the month in which they were held. So top down, October, the number one month last year, 21.6% of my events were in October. 16.2% were held in August. 13.5% were in September, 
10.8% were in April and July, respectively, both months at that metric. 8.1% uh, were in May and June, same thing, respectively, both at that metric. November, 5.4%. February and March, both with 2.7% held in that month. So in review, looking at it, it looks like October's Saturdays, weddings between zero to 60 miles round trip were the most popular metrics for 2023. Really cool when you look at it and break down the numbers really to see how everything was organized. I was fascinated by that. I also wanted to quickly mention my continued relationship with the Alzheimer's Association, specifically with the walks in Livingston County, Washtenaw County, and Lansing. I definitely want to expand that. I know we're working on getting some more dates for the Detroit walks further out west, up north in Petoskey. So I, I'm definitely excited for that continued partnership with them. I've got much more in store for 2024. I want to have some more conversations. I want you to hear what they have going on because it's just a lot of great stuff. And so I look forward to a continued partnership with the Alzheimer's Association in 2024. And that's it. 2023 is a wrap. What a great year. Looking ahead to this year, I just cannot begin to tell you how excited I am that I get to do this again for another season and that you continue to have me at these these places that are that are special to you that you've chosen for your big day. And I am just thrilled that you have asked me to be part of those. And so I, I am looking forward. I'm definitely looking forward to some new places. I'm looking back to getting to some, uh, looking forward rather to getting back to some familiar places. I know uh, I've got um, several of them that I'm going to be going back to in 2024. And so I'm just thrilled about that. The bottom line, 2024 is, again, going to be another amazing year for many different reasons. And I've already had several different consultations. I'm adding new couples, it seems, every week. I've got three more lined up in the next few weeks. I can't wait to have those conversations, to get those weddings on the schedule for this year and even for next year. I'm already into 2025 booking events for next year as well. I just hope for you and yours, you have a great new year. 2024 is just a few weeks in. No New Year's resolutions this year. You know what I mean? Just be a good person. Be kind. Love one another. And of course, go Lions! Take it easy, my friends. Stay tuned. More of the podcast in 2024.